Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Washington Commanders, Ron Rivera had some interesting comments once again uh, about the quarterback position. He let us know Taylor is going to be the guy under center for Washington moving forward. And when Carson Wentz is physically cleared uh, to return and is brought back to the 53-man roster, he will serve as Taylor Heineke's primary backup. The question out there for you guys on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, 1-800-636-1067, is do you trust Taylor Heineke to keep Carson Wentz on the bench moving forward? You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. Our friend Jared Desai let me know. Tampa Bay currently sitting in the number four seed, not the number nine seed. I misspoke when I said that earlier talking about the Bucs. They are the team, though, that is directly behind Washington in the win-loss column. Uh, Tampa Bay sitting at 6-6, six and six, Washington at 7-5-1. Tampa Bay in sole possession of the four seed because they are first place right now in the NFC South and the way the rest of the division looks, they are probably going to finish at first place uh, in the NFC South, but not a foregone conclusion. Tampa Bay has got some tough games uh, to finish out their schedule. They still got to go on the road next weekend to San Francisco. They got a home date uh, with Joe Burrow uh, in the Bengals. So Washington definitely should be paying attention to the Tampa Bay Bucks schedule moving forward as the season uh, wraps up. If you had asked me this question though, about a week ago, talking about whether or not I trusted Taylor Heineke to keep Carson Wentz on the bench, I might have a a different answer. I will say this. Sunday, I learned so much, and I was really impressed by some of the things I saw from Taylor Heineke. Once again, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. The consistency clearly needs to get better with Taylor. But week in and week out, he has these flash moments and flash plays to make it go, man, you know, I see why. This team rallies around him. I see why this offense is continuing to move the football in between the 20s while he's under center. The mobility, I mean, you can't underestimate that. Specifically uh, in Sunday's game against the Giants where he was having to escape pressure all day long, it felt like. Uh, The only thing with Taylor Heineke, though, like I said, yes, he made some nice plays against the Giants, but he just needs to be more consistent overall. Uh, For the most part, I think he's doing a nice job getting the ball out on time and to the right guy. That's half the battle when you're talking about the quarterback position. And I expected him to be well in that area because he's got uh, such a knowledge of this offense. He's the only system he's ever run in his NFL career. So Taylor Heineke, well-versed in Scott Turner's system. I just wonder, you know, whether or not Washington offensively or as a team rather, can overcome some of the mistakes that Taylor Heineke has made while under center. Because make no mistake about it, yes, Taylor Heineke made some big boy, big time throws Sunday uh, against the Giants, but there were still moments, you know, where the play you're getting out of him is less than to be desired. He's got to make the layups. That's the difference right now with Taylor Heineke in, in this offense. 
taking the next step to be at least average. Right? I said it last night. I do feel like offensively, Washington is closer than they've ever been all season long to this offense being at least average. And right now, I think that's all you can ask for from this group. You're getting a championship-level performance out of your defense. All you need, all you need is for this offense to be average, right? And it's not all on Taylor Heineke when talking about the offense and their lack of success. We saw it multiple times on Sunday against the Giants. They were doing some freaky things up front on the Giants' defensive line that really created chaos and miscommunication along Washington's offensive line. Several times you saw Kayvon Thibodeau come unblocked or somebody come unblocked off the edge uh, to hit Taylor Heineke. And some of it is Taylor Heineke having to have more awareness and recognizing when he's got a free blitzer coming hot off the edge and knowing that he's got to get the football out. Uh, Other times, Washington's just got to execute up front. I mean, I know it's easier said than done. It's difficult as hell blocking 300-pound linemen, but at some point, you got to muscle up and get it done. Scott Turner, though, for all the, the, the slack and heat that he was getting early on uh, in the season and early on even in Taylor Heineke's stretch as the starter, we've seen him improve, I feel like, each and every week. He is doing a hell of a job scheming guys open. You see it down in and down out, even when it's not completed. You know, you see guys running wide open. It's easy to do that, obviously, when you have Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin. Right now, though, we just need Taylor Heineke to play the quarterback position like a point guard. I need him to get the football out of his hands quickly and get the ball in the hands of these playmakers. I, I do wonder, though, when, when you talk about the question of do I trust Taylor Heineke to keep Wentz on the bench, I can't help but to think, oh, hmm, you know, how well would this offense look with Carson Wentz under center? Would we see them unlock more of the vertical element of this passing game. And I'm not so sure that that's the case. I don't think Carson Wentz right now, the way this offensive line is playing, and we saw it earlier on in the season when he was a starter, I don't think from a physical standpoint, Carson Wentz can function behind this offensive line. I don't think he would be able to make some of the off-schedule plays that Taylor Heineke's making to keep drives alive. The one thing in one area where Washington has really done a tremendous job since Taylor Heineke has taken over, and part of it is their commitment to the run, the negative plays, uh, I feel like, aren't there a lot of the times for Washington. You aren't seeing them uh, constantly have to come out in a second and 12 situation or a second and 13 situation. They're doing a really nice job on first and second down, getting tough yards and and putting themselves in, in third and manageable more times than not. We saw it on Sunday, though. What happens when this offense doesn't allow themselves to stay ahead of the chains. We saw on Sunday what happens when this offense commits the silly penalties and shoots themselves in the foot. It becomes very difficult for them to move the football, and some of that was reflected uh, in Washington's third down numbers on Sunday against the New York Giants. Three for 14 as a team. Washington was on third down against the Giants. You aren't going to win in this football league playing that style of ball. And it's not like every situation was a third and long. That's where the execution at the quarterback position comes in. There were times on third down where Taylor Heineke's just got to get the ball out of his hands. There were times on third down where the offensive line has just got to hold up in protection for a half a second longer to allow Taylor Heineke to get the football out to the flats and hit the check down. I said this last night while doing overtime. 
Speaking of the checkdown, tight ends, running backs, wide receivers, calling all skill players uh, for the Washington Commanders. You know how you can help out your quarterback and help out your offensive line? If our checkdowns did a better job making themselves available to the quarterback quickly. That's it. I'll say it again for the hearing impaired. Calling all skill guys for the Washington Commanders. Another way that you can help Taylor Heineke in this offense out, in this offensive line out, is if the checkdowns make themselves available to Taylor Heineke more quickly. There were a couple times on third down situations Sunday against the Giants, and even on first and second down, where early pressure from the Giants defensive front, there is a check down in the route, but it's just not looking back for the football quick enough. So in my head mentally as a professional football player, I got to be thinking to myself, hey, man, I know that our offensive line struggles in pass pro. I know this is a situation where our quarterback is going to have to rely on us more times than not. Let me hurry up and chip my guy. Let me let me move through the traffic and sift through the traffic as quickly as I can to make myself available uh, for the quarterback. When you look at Taylor Heineke, though, and, and the way he performed, I'm on record saying I think Sunday uh, was probably his best performance uh, as the starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders this year. Offensively, Washington, 411 total yards of offense, yet you were only able to muster up 20 points. It goes back to some of the stuff I've been saying. They've got to do a much better job in the red zone. We know that. And a lot of that, it's difficult because Taylor Heineke's physically limited in that area of the football field. It requires a lot more tight window throws and, and, and requires a lot more throws that make you show off the confidence in your arm. And sometimes I'm just not sure Taylor Heineke has that. Even when you look and get specific and go back uh, to the drive where Washington after they forced the Daniel Jones fumble, that very next drive where they only end up with three points. I mean, two scenarios down there where Washington should have a touchdown. Logan Thomas has got a walk-in touchdown. Taylor Heineke sails the football. No pressure in his face. Just sails it. That's what I mean by I need him to hit the layups. I need him to be more consistent. Because that's a situation where off of a turnover that your defense works hard as hell to get for you, you only go up 3 nothing. Uh, instead of being up 7 nothing, they got to do a better job capitalizing uh, on defense's mistakes and hitting the layups. Uh, another play on that drive, I believe it was the second and goal play. Jahan Dotson, back of the end zone, is open. Tighter window throw. Taylor's got to be on time with the football and let it go and give Jahan a chance to catch it uh, or, or nobody. Uh, instead, Taylor Heineke ends up holding the football and, and throwing it out of bounds, and it sets up the third down play where we know they obviously did not score on The thing with Taylor Heineke, man, I just need to see more consistency out of him. I know right now he is our guy. It makes no sense to me to go back to Carson Wentz based on the way this offensive line is playing and based on the win-loss record right now of this football team. To answer the question, I do trust Taylor Heineke to keep Carson Wentz on the bench, but I'm still uncertain overall as to how far he could potentially take the Washington Commanders. This is a 7-5-1 football team. They've got four games remaining. I don't know whether or not Washington's going to ultimately end up getting into the dance. I don't know whether or not ultimately Taylor Heineke is going to play well enough down the stretch for Washington to contend for the postseason. I do know this, though. Right now, offensively, we've seen it. Terry McLaurin and Brian Robinson have led this thing. The past two weeks, we've seen Jahan Dotson get more involved 
Sunday, we saw Curtis Samuel get more involved. Taylor Heineke's got one of the easiest jobs in America right now. All you've got to do is consistently get the football out on time to these skilled players, and they'll make plays for you, i.e. Jahan Dotson there at the end of the regulation, tying up this football game. They show you time in and time out, you know, just how good these skilled players are. I think it's right now on the quarterback to get these guys involved. The question is simple, though, for you all out there on the MGM National Harbor Lister lines, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Uh, Ron Rivera uh, yesterday said Taylor Heineke is going to be the quarterback moving forward, but when Carson Wentz is healthy, he'll be the primary backup. Do you trust Taylor Heineke to keep Carson Wentz on the bench for the remaining four games of the season? Your call's next. This is the fan. Head coach Ron Rivera yesterday when he got to talk to the D.C. media was asked if there was a temptation to go back to Carson Wentz once he got healthy. Take a listen. Not necessarily, Pete. I, I think that this is who we are. I mean, you know, this is how we play. We're, 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 um, we're running the ball right now well. We're, we're, we're controlling the time of possession. Um, we're keeping our, our, our defense fresh. Um, you know, and there's some things obviously that, uh, you know, could help. Uh, but I think right now for where we are and who we are, I think we're in a good spot. I really do. Well, I feel comfortable with Taylor, but, um, you know, when, when, when Carson's activated, he will be the primary backup and we'll go from there. That's head coach Ron Rivera. Very, uh, candid in his answer there to Pete Haley of NBC sports, Washington. Look, he, he has been very adamant about this from the get go. As long as this team continues to win and as long as this team continues to get solid output from Taylor Heineke and as long as he's not trying to throw football games away, Ron Rivera is going to ride with the hot hand. And I can't say I disagree with him right now, especially coming off of this past weekend's performance. Taylor Heineke made some big time throws. And while this team ends up ultimately tying the football game with the Giants, I think they lose if it isn't for some of the big time throws and plays that Taylor Heineke made when you needed him to make them the most. And I think that is the deciding factor and the separator for me. Yes, I can appreciate when a guy makes a couple big-time throws in a game, but Taylor Heineke's, for some reason, man, I always I make the joke and say he's got a horseshoe stuck up his behind. For some reason, though, whenever the brights get the lightest, uh, whenever, whenever the lights get the brightest, excuse me, <laughs> and whenever the moment's as big as you get what I'm trying to say, whenever the moment is as big as it, as it could possibly be, Taylor Heineke continuously rises to the occasion, and I can't keep calling it a fluke. And I go out on record and say it all the time, I've been one of the biggest Taylor Heineke critics that there are because I, I, simply, I simply wonder whether or not he can get this offense and football team over the hump. And when I say over the hump, I mean making the postseason – but right now I'm riding with him because he's got this team playing well. And Sunday he proved to me something that, that I didn't think he'd show me. He can make the big-time throws. It's just about when and where he does it, right? I would rather him stick up the joints for two and a half, three quarters, then come out in the fourth quarter and, and ball out the way he did Sunday uh, against the Giants. He played really well in that fourth quarter. The big throw that we all know and highlight and, and, and are raving about is the throw to Curtis Samuel on fourth and down on fourth down with the game on the line. So as long as Taylor Heineke continues to show up in these big time pressure pack situations, uh, I fully expect Washington to get to the postseason. The question is though, 
how long can Taylor Heineke continue to keep pulling the rabbit out of his hat? Uh, MGM and National Harbor Listen Line's wide open right now, though. 1-800-636-1067. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Do you trust Taylor Heineke to keep Carson Wentz for the re- keep Carson Wentz on the bench for the rest of the season? When you look at that and, and you try to decipher whether or not keeping Taylor on the field is the right move, I've been on record saying I don't even think it matters right now who's under center right now for the Washington Commanders. The way this offensive line is performing, I don't think Carson Wentz would be able to come in and have some type of significant impact on what's going on. The way the offensive line is playing, I don't think Carson Wentz would be able to step in and do anything much different than what Taylor Heineke is doing. The only thing where maybe I, I can see Carson Wentz providing some type of an upgrade is maybe he wouldn't miss some of the easy throws that we've seen Taylor Heineke miss throughout this year. Maybe Carson Wentz would come in and potentially unlock the vertical element of this passing game uh, like he was billed as doing when this team acquired him. Moving forward, though, I don't think it's a super tough decision for head coach Ron Rivera, especially uh, if Taylor Heineke continues to be smart and play as a game manager, especially especially if Taylor Heineke continues uh, to not put the football in harm's way. Washington's going to have a chance to win each and every weekend, and we all know the main reason why. For me, defensively, this group is elite, but ultimately we know it. It's 2022 in the NFL. You need good quarterback play uh, to get over the hump, and you need your quarterback to make plays for you at some point. And the beautiful thing about it is, and I said it last night here on Overtime, it feels like it feels like Taylor Heineke and this commander's offense are closer to being average than maybe we've ever seen here this season. It feels like they're a couple of plays away. They're, they're, they're a guy on the offensive line holding their block for a split second longer away from this offense you know, really taking that next step. New York defensively isn't a bad group. We all saw it. They had the ability to put pressure on the quarterback on the down-in the down-out bases. The secondary is much maligned, but Washington, despite all the talent that they have on that defensive line, was able to muster up 411 total yards of offense. If that doesn't tell you that this group is getting better, then I don't know what will. I want to hear from you guys, then. We'll take the temperature of this fan base. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Do you trust Taylor Heineke to keep Carson Wentz on the bench for the remaining four games of the season? Jay is in D.C. Once that in. What's going on, Jay? Hey, what's up, man? How Thanks for taking my call, bro. Of course. Hey, look, man. Um, the coaches is behind him. The team is behind him. You know, everybody's rallying around him. So, I mean, you got to keep him in there or you will have a revolt of the team. So I, I don't – it's not that I trust him to do it. I just – that's what they're going to go with. But the only thing about Taylor Heineke that they're doing that I don't appreciate, I think they kind of, you know, told him not to run so much because he, he's, he's the only thing we got right now. So, But if he gets outside the pocket and move around, he'll make more plays. He's strapped when he's in the pocket. When he's doing his Taylor Heineke – He's a lot better than what we're seeing right now. And they're trying to make him throw from the pocket. But thanks for taking my call, bro. Hey, hey, James, I appreciate the call, Jay. I agree with that. And I know a couple of people here locally have come up with that theory. Because of Washington's quarterback situation, Sam Howell right now serving as Taylor Heineke's primary backup. Sam Howell's a rookie. Sam Howell doesn't have much experience. And for a team in the midst of a playoff run, I can understand why maybe they told Taylor to, hey, 
temper it back a little bit. Don't go out and try to run and make a bunch of plays with your feet because if you do get injured, this playoff ready-made roster now has to rely on a rookie moving forward. But I agree with Jay. The hell with that. I need Taylor to be who Taylor is. I don't need them putting some type of harness on Taylor. I don't need them to tell Taylor to reel it back because guess what? The rest of this roster outside of the quarterback position is ready to go. It would be a disservice to this defense to tell Taylor Heineke, hey, reel it back some. Because guess what? You saw it on Sunday and you've seen it for the last seven, eight weeks. Defensively, they're playing good enough football to keep you in the game against anybody. All they need, all they need is to just get average production. Average. Average production out of this commander's offense. And then maybe we'll start talking about Washington amongst the upper echelon teams in the NFC. Want to hear from you guys, though. 1-800-636-1067 is the number. N-E-L-L underscore BTP is how you reach me on Twitter. Four games remaining in the season for the Washington Commanders. Ron Rivera has come out and said, Taylor Heineke is going to be the guy moving forward. But when Carson Wentz gets healthy, he will serve as the primary backup. Do you trust Taylor Heineke to play well enough to keep Carson Wentz on the bench when he's healthy? Andre and Manassas want to step in. What's going on, Andre? Hey, you know, I'm a bit confused because I was listening to you all last week and I tried to call a couple of times before the Giants game and, you know, you were you were very hardcore in the uh, the wins camp. And I can understand why. The one thing I wish you did do was just come out and say, you know, bench bench, bench Heineke and play Wentz because if you think uh, Wentz is better. I don't necessarily think Heineke is... He's the answer for right now for the next four or five games. He's not obviously the answer for the next couple of years. Yeah, true. I would say this. This entire season has been nothing but unintended consequences in a positive. Like, you know, Heineke wasn't supposed to be here. We weren't supposed to be this type of offense. Things happen, and the unintended consequences, we are here right now. Um, do I trust Heineke? Um, I think so. I mean, I think he's – you know, he has had so many of these lucky, quote unquote, lucky plays that at some point you got to stop saying, you know what, maybe he's, maybe that's just how it is. I mean, you, how often can something be lucky and, until you, it, it, things can be this lucky this often. You know what I'm trying to say? So, I mean, at some I, point I, I you agree say, with you. I, I agree with you, but you know this. Taylor Heineke, despite the plays that he's making, is far too inconsistent. That's why I say, is it luck? Because he's not doing it on a consistent basis. If he was doing it consistently, we wouldn't be having any type of conversation of who should be the starting quarterback. Say that's been unfortunate for whomever. The offense is the number one time possession offense in the league. The offense is not a bad offense. But it's, it's scoring, scoring twenty points. Offense. It's scoring twenty it's points. Correct. That's it's, bad offense. It's, it's the scoring part that is frustrating, and I, it's almost. I feel like, and I say this all the time. They always they all score like two touchdowns and three field goals. If they can get <laughs> one of those field goals into an extra touchdown, right. that's 21 points. I mean, I know you might seem as if I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm really, you know, grasping here. But at the end of the day, they always get the ball into the red zone. They, You know, they always, you know. But and they, you just hit on exactly what I meant. Dre, I appreciate the call. That's the point. And Dre makes a, agrees with you. It makes a hell of a point. They've made improvements offensively. I just gave you the numbers. In, t- in the last eight games, Washington ranks 10th in the number of red zone plays run. That shows you that under Taylor Heineke and, and with him under center, they're moving the football in between the 20s. The difference, though, between average football teams and the really good football teams 
is the ability to score touchdowns in the red zone. That's the difference between Washington and a team like Dallas and a team like Philadelphia. They're going to get in the red zone and score touchdowns. It's not about going out and kicking field goals. You need touchdowns, especially if this group uh, is going to qualify for the playoffs. Let's go to Ariel and Bowie before we take the break. What's going on, Ariel? Hello? What's going on? You there? Can you hear me? Yep, yeah, gotcha. how you going? Yes, Ariel, how you doing? I'm good. Um, I believe that there was a situation where, where, um, where Heineken would have to throw a lot more than what he's doing right now. And I think once his guests throw a lot more, that's when the mistakes come in. Because right now they're running the ball a lot to help get the defense off the field, kind of possession, and then when the the uh, the big play, when he has to make more passes, that's when I believe he uh, kind of falters. So I believe there'll be a couple games in the season with San Francisco, with Dallas, and I think we're playing. I forgot who we're playing, where he'll have to throw the ball for us to win, and I think that's where the pressure will get to him, and then he'll falter. So I believe if if that does happen where he, he's taken out and they do put Carson in, I don't believe that they should improve the – they should increase his passes too much but still run the ball a lot but be, but have a, a, a little more passing because of the talent that Wentz has and the throws he can make um, um, uh, with his arm. Hey, I appreciate the call, Ariel. I, I agree, and it sounds like Ariel uh, doesn't trust Taylor Heineke to keep Carson Wentz on the bench. All of this is a mute point and mute discussion until Carson Wentz is officially cleared and activated. I just wonder, based off of what we've seen and based on the goals of this football team, a group that they feel like internally they're talented enough to make the playoffs no matter who's under center. I just wonder, though, man, the way this defense is playing, Deron Payne's going to be a free agent at season's end. This roster isn't going to look like this next year. I think it's uber important that they capitalize and put the best man out there uh, at the quarterback position. And right now, Clearly, based off of health and performance, that's Taylor Heineke. Uh, we got to take a quick timeout. When we come back, head coach Ron Rivera took the podium yesterday. You heard him talk about the quarterback position. He also had some interesting things to say about Washington's former number two overall pick, Chase Young. We'll let you hear those cuts next. This is the fan. I keep things on the Washington Commanders right now. Coming up at about 8.15, David Harrison co-host of the Locked On Commanders podcast, uh, is set to join the show. We'll ask him uh, some of the same questions we've asked you all here in the show. What he thinks about Ron Rivera's decision at quarterback and whether or not ultimately with four games remaining, does he expect this team to make the playoffs? Uh, One guy who would improve Washington's playoff chances moving forward, I feel like, is third-year defensive end Chase Young. Obviously, we know last year uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He suffered that season-ending ACL tear. We've come to find out, though, uh, in the months following his injury that it was much more than just your traditional ACL tear. For weeks now, it's felt like, every really, really ever since the Monday Night Football game, that we've all been expecting Chase Young to make his debut. The Monday Night game against the Philadelphia Eagles was one year to the day from when he originally tore the ACL. Obviously, here in the past four or five weeks or so. That's been an ongoing saga about when uh, we are going to see Chase Young on the field. Head coach Ron Rivera was asked about that earlier today, and Ron Rivera responded this way. Well, I think, again, as we go through it, it's just making sure he can put that leg in the ground with confidence 
and be able to protect himself when he has to, you know, be willing to stick it out in front to, to protect on a cut block and, and or somebody coming down at his knee. I mean, those are all things that you have to get. But the biggest thing, more than anything else, Nikki, is because of this injury and, and because of the way that the doctor has described it to us is the only real way for him to get any true work on, on this is now is out on the field. And, you know, now that we're in the, in the peak of the season, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you can't mimic what he's going to get out there in the game. And so he's just got to continue to work at it, build that confidence. And again, you know, I, I know one of the things is, is, you know, the, the, the severity of his injury wasn't divulged early, mostly because they didn't want it divulged. But as it got out there, I think people understand that, that this is, this was more than just your normal knee injury. This, this involved a little bit more. And that's why I think the rehab has been a little bit more. And so he's really come a long way. Um, he looks good. And now it's just a matter of as he's ready to go, we'll get him out there. That's head coach Ron Rivera talking about what he needs to see from Chase Young uh, in order for him to return back to the field. Based on what Ron Rivera has said, uh, and I pay attention closely because Ron uh, has shown the ability to be a messenger through the media uh, since he's gotten here. Um, but based on what Ron has said, the injury was a lot more complicated uh, than what has originally been reported. I also feel like one of the reasons that they haven't tried to let him play yet is because of how well this Washington Commanders defensive line is playing. Right now as we sit here going in uh, to next week's game, there's really no rush to get him on the field from their standpoint. I also wonder, you know, how much Chase going to Colorado uh, changed the rehab timeline. I do know this. If this defensive front wasn't playing as well as they were playing right now, maybe the conversation and discussion would be a little bit different. But man, kudos to Ron Rivera. Kudos to the scouting department. uh, Kudos to to the pro scouts. I mean, what they've been able to do at defensive end opposite Montez Sweat in Chase Young's absence uh, has been uber impressive. Casey Tuhill, uh, an unsung guy who, who's coming here, a guy that Washington picked up off waivers uh, last year from the Philadelphia Eagles, has come in here and really provided a boost uh, to this Washington Commanders pass rush. And with Casey Tuhill and James Smith-Williams, for that matter, it's not just about their ability to rush the passer. They're just doing their damn job. And sometimes that's all you really need from a guy is to do your job They're doing a much better job rushing the quarterback while maintaining that gap discipline and gap integrity. I think for the most part, you've seen them, their impact uh, in the running game, not allowing, you know, running backs and quarterbacks to get on the edges of this defense. And and it really is just a testament to those guys and how professional they are understanding that, Hey, look, they knew coming into the season, we're on the clock because when Chase Young comes back, eventually he is going to take over as the starter. The thing I love about it, it didn't deter a Casey Tuhill and a James Smith-Williams and an F.A. Obata from playing their tail off and understanding that, hey, look, I know once Chase Young comes back, our snaps may get cut, but until then, I'm going to continue to be the best football player I can be, uh, and they deserve a ton of credit for that. Like I said, though, I do wonder how much Chase going to Colorado has changed uh, his rehab timeline. For some of the things that I heard, uh, people in th- within that building weren't, 100% thrilled with this choice to go out there. But I also have heard uh, ever since he's been back at the facility working, Chase has done everything that they've asked. 
and has shown the maturity to deal with this situation. I think this is a case where they're just being cautious because of the current situation on the field. And like I've said, F.A. Obata doing a damn good job. Casey Tuhill doing a damn good job. James Smith-Williams doing a damn good job. Montez Sweat's not playing bad football himself, uh, I might add. I just think Washington right now, and Ron has alluded to it, doesn't necessarily need Chase Young uh, to come back right now. But I try to, whenever I think about this, I try to put myself in the shoes of Chase Young and wonder whether or not uh, he's comfortable with this. I wonder whether or not, you know, he's frustrated, you know, by his inability to get out on the field. And based off of the Chase Young that we see in the media, based off of the Chase Young that we see on camera and in the locker room, I know he said it multiple times this offseason. He learned a lot about himself as a man going through this ACL rehab and learning maturity and patience and resilience and resolve and just becoming mentally stronger through the situation. And something he's constantly said is he's had to lean on those people closest to him and you know, shout out to his camp and to his corner because I think they've done a hell of a job getting him prepared mentally uh, for this situation. When he is healthy and does fully come back, I expect Chase Young to return back to being Chase Young. Chase Young's a guy whose game is predicated on his motor and how damn hard he's going to play on a down-in and down-out basis. I think when you get the game taken away from you, and you have to come back and work your way back and scratch and claw through rehab, naturally, you're going to find a newfound appreciation for the game. And Chase Young knows it. All the guys in the NFL know it. Sometimes it just takes a major injury or or major tragedy to, to understand it. These guys are playing a child's game for millions of dollars. So they understand that, hey, look, yes, I know I want to get out there. Yes, I know I'm in a rush to get healthy, but at the end of the day, man, it's just football. You don't want to risk anything long-term for Chase. And I know this is like a way ahead by rushing this thing. You don't want to lose the ability to potentially play with your grandkids later down the road or, or, or play with your children down the road or anything like that. I do know once Chase is ready, they're going to put him on the field. And until that point comes, I think it's a disservice to Chase to continue to talk about it and continue uh, to, to to make it the topic of conversation on a week-in and week-out basis. When Chase Young is healthy enough and ready to play, Chase Young will return to the lineup. But until that point, we're going to have to stay patient and we're going to have to continue to root for the other guys on this Washington Commanders defense who, by the way, like I mentioned, are doing a pretty damn good job in his absence. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. We'll let you hear the second part of Ron Rivera's comments about Chase Young, about what he needs to see from Chase Young physically to come back to the lineup. I'll let you hear that next as the fan. I want to let you hear from head coach Ron Rivera talking about Chase Young. And we all know it's been the story around this team that no one's talking about really because of the success on the field. Chase Young was activated off of the physically unable to perform list Monday, November the 14th uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. There was an expectation and a thought that he potentially would make his season debut during that game. Obviously, that hasn't happened since then. It's been a week on. It's been a week in and week out affair as to whether or not uh, Chase Young is going to return to the lineup to yesterday. uh, Ron Rivera 
had some very candid thoughts on the situation. I let you hear earlier part of what he had to say. Here's part two of what Ron Rivera had to say. This is head coach Ron Rivera on if Chase Young has more physical limitations or is the situation right now more of a mental issue? Um, I think it's just him being comfortable. And, and again, continue to work on that, continue to build it up. Um, just because, again, this was this was not just a, the normal ACL. There was a little bit more involved in it. That, that's one thing I think everybody's got to understand. You know, and again, not everybody's is going to come back in nine months, ten months. You know, this is one of those things. And it takes a while, even when they do come back. Because if you look at some of the guys that have come back, and Juan Barkley's a great example. Young man came back from his knee last year, and he was he was average. Now you take a look at him, and he's more than average. He's pretty special. Um, and it's good to see him back on the football field playing that way. And it takes more than just twelve months, thirteen months, fourteen months. Based on Ron Rivera's comments right there. And then the quote from Albert Breer that I'm getting ready to read you uh, from yesterday. I I just don't know whether or not we're going to see Chase Young at all this year. This is from Albert Breer yesterday uh, of Sports Illustrated. He said, quote, we wrote this a couple of weeks ago. This was a complicated ACL tear. And the commanders activated Chase Young knowing he may not play in the game this year. He's had ups and downs in practice, but we'll see where it goes. But they thought it was worth the roster spot to give him a shot. Based off of what Albert Breer said, and based off of the comments that you just heard from Ron Rivera, is it safe to say that it's probably a foregone conclusion that we don't see Chase Young for the remainder of the season? It, it's crazy because it feels like it feels like a couple weeks ago. And even this past Sunday, going into this game against the Giants, it felt like it was a foregone conclusion that Chase Young was going to return from this injury this season. I personally am shocked by what's happened. And I wonder, moving forward, like, is there is the trust level there between Chase Young and the doctors of the Washington Commanders? What's going on with this situation? Is it as simple as Ron Rivera and company are making it? Or there's some type of disagreements internally about the plan that Washington has for Chase Young. The reason I asked that is because, like I said, I don't think they were too thrilled that he decided to go out to Colorado and, and do a portion of his rehab out there. I don't think that was in their plans for him. I wonder here moving forward how much of an impact that had on Chase Young's recovery for his, uh, the timeline of his recovery and then whether or not we're going to see him this year. I will go out on a limb and say I personally – I personally am rooting for him to come back. But look, don't rush this guy. That's the one thing that I've maintained consistency about when talking about this situation. There's no need to rush him back. One, because this is somebody who hopefully is going to be a member of your football team for the next six, seven years. And this one year in the grand scheme of things isn't worth it. But two, man, this guy's got immense talent. Why ruin him? especially when your defense is already playing as well as they are right now. No need to create any extra distractions within the organization right now. I want to hear from you guys on this, though. MGM National Harbor Listener Lines wide open, 1-800-636-1067. You can tweet at me as well, at N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Would you be upset if Chase Young doesn't play at all in the 2022 season? I'll let you know what I think next. This is The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 